Hello and happy Saturday, goblins! Here to talk a little D&D? Maybe learn some player secrets? We'll lay down those weapons, take off that armor. It's time to disengage. Welcome to this episode of Disengaged. I have Jason Meadows here today. Hi, Jason. Howdy, howdy. So first question first. Okay. What does D&D mean to you and how serious is the relationship? All right. What does D&D mean to me? Um, well, let's see. You know, I fooled around with D&D back in high school, back in the late 90s. I think that was second edition. And, you know, uh, it, it was fun. Uh, you know, D&D's always open for group play, you know. But, uh, and, you know, that group sort of fell apart when we went our ways for college. And um, I didn't get back into it until... Um, Gosh, I think it was 2011 or 2012 when um, Alex, who plays uh, Violet over in Endless Midnight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've been friends, I guess, since 2011. And then he uh, he sort of like, hey, I'm starting up a campaign. And I'm like, okay, sure. I'll, 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 I'll give it a go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and since then, I've, uh, gosh, I've uh, been playing it weekly. Uh, for the most part. Um, yeah. So. When you started back up in 2011, what edition was that? We were playing Pathfinder. And it, was it was Pathfinder. Okay. Campaign of Rise of the Rune Lords, uh, 10th anniversary edition. Uh, uh, it's kind of fun. I mean, Paizo has their cute little goblins. So it's, it's nice. Yeah. And, you know, I think James has said in the past that this isn't necessarily going to be a D&D only you know, show. So would you prefer Pathfinder or D&D? James is well known for his hatred of Pathfinder. Yeah. So I want your perspective. And I've GM for James playing Pathfinder before too. So, <laughs> um, and then played it. So I think as, uh, as far as playing, Pathfinder is, is pretty fun to play. I don't think it makes for good. Um, I would say radio, but uh, whatever. Listening on dear listeners. Uh but yeah, it's not made for for that. There's a lot of math and and math and positioning. So, um, yeah. more of a technical brain exercise and kind of entertainment almost. Yeah. yeah so, although some people find that entertaining, there's there's both parts. You know, uh, it's funky battle chess. I think for some parts, and uh, but some are really really fun. You know, different sort of stories you want to tell. So. So what um, RPG media do you uh, consume? Well, other than D&D and Pathfinder, not much really. Uh, when I you know, left college and started working um, private sector, like, I don't know, I was working 60 hour, 80 hour weeks. And like, who has, I used to have hobbies. And <laughs> it's like, what? okay, well, I don't have hobbies anymore. You know, I, was, I sort of, changed out of different roles and have a more normal 40 hour week. Now I'm just like, what do I, what do I do with myself? Uh, and now so I'm going to pick the thing that takes the most time. <laughs> That's not true. If you have a hobby, you probably spend as much time on it as you do playing D and D. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I used to or go to the hobby. a lot, but you know, now, uh, <laughs> now we're in the, in the bad time and I, I, I just can't bring myself to go. So do you watch any, um, you know, YouTube shows or Twitch streams or pod listen to any podcasts other than ours? <laughs> uh, 
You know, I uh, I typically like to listen to everything all at once. So I, I actually, I started Endless Midnight and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to set this aside until they drop the last episode and I'll just spend the whole day listening. That's going to be such a good way to go through it. Oh my gosh. And I don't actually listen to our podcast here. I take a note from Maggie Smith and just don't listen to my, my own work. Uh, I, I, would, I would change myself. I get too, too much in my head. So mm-hmm. uh, Definitely. Definitely. Probably um, start second guessing any yeah. decisions you've, you've, you've made. Yeah. I'm sure there, there should be second, third, fourth guessing. Uh, so I get a lot of, a lot of terrible. Things. That's um, kind of what makes it so special. Yeah. <laughs> this particular show does. Uh, so, you don't use any other that media to kind of inform how you play. You just, you play how you play. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, yeah, pr- pretty much. I, I, I try not to, uh, get too involved. I did listen to when Pathfinder second edition came out, uh, they had a couple, um, uh, live plays that they were doing that were hosted by one of the, or that were GM by one of the uh, authors of the rule book. And it, it was nice also because I needed to see how it was run so that I could play run the game and, uh, and how those rules were done. So that's a fun way to learn rules. Um, so, but yeah, typically not, not too much. It's much more fun to, to play Dungeons and Dragons than to listen to people play. I, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> listen to us. Listen not to our us. listeners. When you can't play, though, you should totally just listen to us. That's, that's the thing. Like, this is the second best. It's like... That is infinity, and we were like infinity minus one, you know. It's right. Yeah, up. Well, there's different aspects, you know, like Endless Midnight to me, that's a whole story. So, you know, it's yeah. just like reading a book. Uh, it's you just get so enraptured. Hottest Club to me, that's a lot of it's just funny. Like, it's like, oh, I want to watch a comic show on, on Netflix. I'm going to go listen to, to Hottest Club. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and while, oh, and I, I guess I'll, dear listeners, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, whoever does, um, I, I, I will suggest that you know you dose out your um, hottest club. You know, just I think back to back it you could get a little much. But if you dose it out in weekly increments or whenever you're feeling down, you know, you'll- you know that's funny because when it when it first started and I listened to the first episode, I was like, wow, yeah, this is this is a lot. Like that's it's a little much. But by the time I listened to like episode seven, episode eight, it would stop, and I would like wait. Where's the rest of it? <laughs> I've actually gotten really into it. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, me too. I, I'm, I'm always excited to uh, see where it goes because I have no idea. That's exactly right. Yeah. I I, uh, I wrote a, a little review, um, which I keep mentioning. Hey, people, go read it. Um, I'll put it up on our pages. Where is the review? Well, it's on my Twitter page. <laughs> Uh, and you can find me at Mims Muse, um, but I will also be putting it on our brand new Facebook page later. So, which uh-huh. is at Neon Goblin. Um, but I, I, yeah, I wrote in there about um, how this is just debauchery, and if there was a plan, it's derailed. And I'm just excited to see where it goes because, yeah, we have no idea where it's going. <laughs> Even though it's a, an actual campaign story that already exists, you know what I mean? Like, we have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> I, you know, I think, and, and and I will say, I think that's one of the great things. It's it's rare to get to to play in a game that just can go go like that, you know. And, uh, typically, there's some sort of big bad with a timer, you know, going to destroy right. the world. I'm like, eh. you know, lower stakes, please. Yeah, this is just like a 
slice of life anime. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, without I, I don't get any nosebleeds during it. <laughs> well, the audience is, is so trust okay. me. Okay. <laughs> so when you're uh, starting a new game, or, or well, actually, let me rephrase that. Um, when you're approaching character creation, do you go for a more fun character or a more serious character generally, or does it depend? Um, I typically make my characters a little more on the fun side. I, um, do, well, I, I think I can be frustrating to uh, some some GMs. You know, frustrate Alex sometimes. You know, he'll, he'll I was like, "Oh, what's your character? What are these?" He said, "You know, he's, he'll send a list." Alex is a planner. He sends a list, and it's like it's like a page and a half of questions. And I'm like, "I don't, I don't know." Um, <laughs> I, for me, uh, when I start a character, I always try to go last. Like I let everyone else pick their class, oh. and then that really gives me lines to color within. You know, because I want I don't know as a GM and as a player, I want to not take. I want to share a spotlight, but I don't want to steal spotlight. And, uh, and I want to make sure that's distributed around. So, um, so, so you kind of get the whole picture and see where you can fit in, yeah. in a way. So for Hottest Club, like everyone picked, you know, we had these casters and non-martial types. I'm like, I guess I'll be the muscle here. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but so once I figure out what role sort of, you know, what sort of role I need to play and maybe some other people's temperaments, you know, how they're going to play their characters, then I can sort of bring myself into being. But to really get in the mindset, I need a name for a character. I have to have a good name for the character. And then once that happens, then I can build the rest of the character. Speaking of, James is going to hate me for this. You are a fucking genius. I love I love your name so much. And yeah. I have to be honest. So when I first heard it, I was spelling it as Faye and then K-N-E-W-S. And I was like, oh, that's funny. That's a fake news. That's a pun, right? And I saw it typed out later. It's like, oh my gosh, it's good news because she's a watercraft. And I flipped out. I thought it was hysterical. Two puns in one. It's the best thing ever. And I think you are a pun comedic genius. Well, thank On you. record. There yeah. you go. I, uh, it's, uh, I don't think it's a diagnosable condition, but uh, <laughs> it's something that just sort of happens. And, uh, I'll be like, oh, that would be a funny name. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, no, uh, but once, and then, you know, so I've started just keeping a list of them and then I can just sort of grab. So, uh, oh. yeah, but, but it's sort of like, which is the right one for the thing? And like, um, so for this, I was doing, you know, James let us say, hey, here's all this homebrew. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Who doesn't want to be a Transformer? Who hasn't wanted to do that? That's, a, that's great 80s media. And um, and then I'm like, oh, I have this one fake canoes here. I came up with, um, I, I, have a, I have a friend uh, and uh, we just send each other pun names all the time. And like, uh, we only see each other once a year or so at Dragon Con. And we're just like, we'll just sit like, all day long, you know, for an afternoon or just like back and forth. So, um, so, so what, what do you see as, uh, F88's role in this particular game? Well, uh, you know, she's, while she's the, uh, the muscle and kind of a 
not as I'll say super strong personality wise as as a warforged. Um, so she's not the straight man like Gerard Wentz, uh, you know, because I think he's the only. Uh, she's just she's there to she's there for the adventure, right? Like, uh, you know, I, I thought about it like because she's a warforged. She's like three or four years old. She's built for this war, and now there's this there's no war, right? It's got to find a purpose uh, in life. And it's like, she doesn't need to eat. She doesn't need to sleep. Doesn't really need creature comforts. So she just needs to like, Hey, I need a crew. I need, I need a whole bunch of semen inside me. And <laughs> that was going to be one of my questions. You said uh, she can hold up to four people and we mm-hmm. have Otto, Theo, Gerard and Brian. So like, did she, she found her crew. She found her crew. Oh, and, so nice. Yeah. And this, this, that's why she's here. She's just like, yeah, there's something to do, you know, give a little meaning to your life. Like, what do you do when, you know, everything that, I mean, you know, that that's the thing a Warforge has to do is they have to find purpose and why they want to do things. Does yeah. that, now, she has a, an interdimensional portal? Yeah, basically, she has an interdimensional space inside of her that people can go in. Um, and so, I, it's homebrew, so I feel like okay. probably it's a little OP, Uh it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, uh, spoiler, guys. She's the handsy haversack. So, <laughs> uh, so, so um, yeah. is there anything else cool like that, that? Any other feature of her that we haven't seen yet? Um, so theoretically, she can form a, a mirror image of her regular self when she's a car. Oh. Uh, or in her vehicle form, she can have them show up, you know, within 20 feet of her or inside of her and talk to her passengers as well, which is just like, I feel not as funny as just like having her face mask just like swirl around on the side <laughs> of the, the cart and uh, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. um. Do you ever surprise yourself like in character creation? A few times. Um, yeah, I think. Hmm, that's a good question. Do you ever find anything's like subconscious and you find out later and you're like, oh, I've been doing this all along or? Uh, no, I mean, I think I approach the characters are always a part of you. They're not someone. I mean, they're, they're someone on paper, but it's always you playing them. Like you can give them these points, but it's always you making the decisions. And it's when people say it's what my character would do. Well, it's what you're. It's what you're going to do based on these sort of different sort of philosophical anchors. Right. That you've created. Yeah. You've so decided. Right. It's really you. You know, it's not like, um, you know, I. Right. Because uh, even if it's a different kind of yeah. moral set, so to speak, it's how you view those. Yeah. And it's not like it's um, it's not like it's a character in a written play or something like that you know, just that's used to serve as a foil or whatever. It's, this is a character with legs that can make decisions or, or whatever. And it's what, instead of you bringing to performance, this is, you're writing the, the script and you are performing it. So um, that's the, uh, that's the fun part. Um, so I don't know if you discover things about yourself. I think the first, you know, I'll say the first time I had a character die, I was really upset. I was like, ups- oh. I, I like, I went home. I would, and gosh, this was like 2013. So <laughs> this was not that long ago. I, I was a grown man. <laughs> <It> was <dirty. laughs> 
<laughs> I cried. I was like, oh man, I really love that character. Oh. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I haven't so. had one die yet. So, and I know James is so bent on having one of his characters die. And I'm like, I hope that happens. And then, yeah, he just gets so upset. Like he wasn't <laughs> expecting it. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, that was the only character I had at the time. That was the only game we were playing. So okay. now that I have like, uh, five characters, I, I, I'm in five games right now. Plus IGN. So, um, yeah, I have a lot of characters. And one of them dies, I'm like, nah, I'll just come back. You know, it, I mean, it's a lot to get emotionally invested in five <laughs> different. It is. It's just like, do I have any more ideas? Like, uh, <laughs> a little character bleed, I think, sometimes. Um, yeah. No. Well, here's a, a question that kind of uh, some of the, what you said earlier made me think. Um, I think a lot of people probably play D D for any for some sort of escapism and, and if you're not if you're playing super serious do you think it still has that effect uh i don't know i've never played super serious uh <laughs> i don't do anything fair enough i don't i, don't do, I do my work uh you know in my in my day job is a fairly serious thing but i tell someone the other day uh it's like i'm paid to do this i'm not paid to have a sense of humor but <laughs> <laughs> i can bring you know i can bring it but it's not a re- requirement but um, but generally I think, you know, it, it can, it can make it tough at a table. If someone gets really invested in a super invested in a character and they think they know where the character is going to go. Because the thing is when you enter in a, into a campaign, it's like, you're giving up freedom, right? This is your mental creation that you've put on paper and you are, putting it up and they have to play well with others because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a team effort. And everybody has to make their decisions. Yeah. yeah. And everything. <laughs> yeah. And so the other, the other players might not do what you want to do or your character wants to do. And how do you handle that? And I think for a lot of, for a lot of people that, you know, sometimes I, I know that D and D is a, is a learning experience for them. Uh, especially uh, younger people, but uh, at my age, I hope I've got those skills already. Uh, yeah, uh, so I don't know. I don't. I, don't, I never play super seriously. Some uh, I have played with people who who do, but uh, for me, uh, I, I love the social aspect of it. You know, like um, it's it's funny because I used to play World of Warcraft, and I'm like. Uh, playing with other people in World of Warcraft, I don't like having to do the the raids and all that. It just feels like work, but, right. even, but the world is fun to explore. Um, but uh, with uh, Dungeons and Dragons, I do like the social aspect, getting together. Um, you know, it's a little less fun in the now times where we're all doing it remotely. But as a sort of a platform, I I love the. Um, it, it has its flaws, but the roll twenty that sort of thing make it a lot easier to GM. Um, you know, not the same as the player, but it, it makes right. it so, so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't have enough screens. I need a whole like <laughs> of screens to have all the th- different things up, you know, as we go paperless. And so, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I think, uh, the whole social aspect is what works so well. Um, I know in the interview I did with Travis, um, you know, he said, y'all don't necessarily, 
you know, contradict each other too much or say, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Like, it's just kind of a, not a free for all, but uh, you guys just do what you do and it and it it's crazy right. and it, it works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, like, um, I, I, you know, what I'll say is I think, uh, you know, in this sort of game, with there's not a lot of combat, so there's not a lot of high stakes, you know, like, you know. Yeah, who knows? I don't know where we're going. Maybe, maybe we'll we'll uh, go into a dungeon crawler soon. I don't know. Uh, but uh, do you at least know what's next for the bar? Uh, well, we got to open up uh, for the second night. If you're listening to this, I don't know when you'll listen to this, but we, <laughs> we have not opened up the second night, and and Faye has just learned a new skill set in the in the most recent episode we taped. So you'll, oh. you'll you guys will you'll be excited about that. Well, I was excited about that. That's big. <laughs> you know, like, yay, this is something new. It's, uh, awesome. Yeah, I think that was episode like 14 and episode 10 just dropped. So, okay, yeah. Cool. Um, but so, yeah, uh, it'd be nice for it to be a going concern because, uh, you know, it's, you know, you want, you want your projects to be successful. You know, we, we have a bar. It can't be the hottest <laughs> club. It's only open one night ever, you know. I mean, look, there were a lot of people showing up at the door. There was all this stuff. But yeah. Uh, what was the original? All right, I I <laughs> untreated ADHD of the group, so uh, you know. perfect. No, it was just where the bar was going, so that's perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, like uh, we have the go-go dancers, and you know, is there any special? Do we have a ladies' night coming? Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, we have a Sarah Jessica Parker uh, <laughs> contest going on. We've got two horses in drag. Uh, that's, a, that's, I, I don't, she's, she's wonderful. I love her and all her media, <laughs> but you know, that's, that's a classic joke. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, why the long face genetics? Um, but yeah. Anyway. Perfect. Well, that is all the questions I had for you. Um, mm -hmm. I love this podcast and I hope it, I hope people really start getting into it. Cause I think once, once it's out there, people realize how awesome it is and start listening to it. I, so. I I hope so too. And, um, you know, uh, I gotta say, did you pick out the music for, for, for the, uh, credits here or the, the end, the intro? End? For yeah. So, okay. So James and I were listening to music, right. And he listens, we listen to like three songs and he's like, Oh, this is it. And I'm like, no, 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 this is my show. So I get to pick. Right. Mm -hmm. And I listened to like 40 more songs and could not find a more perfect song than the one he chose. And I was like, damn it. It's, it's all him. Yeah, well, I really enjoy the klezmer notes in it. You know, like the you know, like the little, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I danced. You know, I danced at the end. Of these things. Yay! I love that. That makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining for the interview. All right, and thank you. Thank you for listening to Disengaged. I'm producer Erica, and I hope to catch you next time.